find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, 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 what's up, people? What's good? BTB Army, everyone that's listening, you are tuned in to a brand new episode of the world famous, the award winning Behind the Baller podcast. Coming to you live from Hollywood, California. This show is recorded in high definition stereo sound, museum quality podcasting, professional podcasting guys this show is brought to you by the world famous podcast producers of the year the dust brothers that's miles davis and mr jordan winter i am your host ben baller not ben humble also known as the korean john cusack the korean liam neeson the wash lord and today guys you will know me as the original stomach ache this is the weekend wrap up ladies and gentlemen We got a lot to talk about. I had a fucking crazy ass weekend. What you hear right there in the background that is slightly simmering down is my dog Illegal Cartel with the original theme song. But right about now, my boy Miles Davis is about to hit you off with some Lakey Lake so we can get this show started. BTB Army, you guys ready? All right, man, let's fucking go. Yo, man, the kids are back in school. I heard piss and moans from Ryder. Kaya was cool. London was not as bad as I thought he'd be, right? And I think a lot of that even built up anxiety with me. And it's like I said, it's been a fucking crazy weekend. We're going to get into it right now. They took three weeks and some change off. And that's a long break, man. I ain't going to lie to you. For some reason, I don't remember it last year. I don't remember it the year before. But three kids in school, at the same school, and um, it's a lot, man. This dropping them off today, man, is, is a motherfucker. Um, I had a fucked up weekend. Um, I had a lot of anxiety. I had low key depression, and not because I can't do the things that I want to do. I can do what I want to do. I just think that I set the bar so high sometimes that. And, and this is something I, I preach to you guys, right? So I got to practice what I preach. I got to focus on the good. I got to know that I'm breathing, I'm healthy, I'm alive. I have a beautiful family. Um, I have a beautiful roof over my head. I have cars, plural, you know, have some good people around me. It's just I have some shit that's just annoying. And um, I bring up this this reference at least probably what, half a dozen times in the last three years. Phil Jackson says, if you have no expectations, you'll never be upset. Like, fuck that. I demand more out of life, right? Um, That's my rebuttal to it. I just feel like when you put in the work, you know, you're bound to not necessarily complain, but you're like, yo, you can say some shit like, bitch, what the fuck is you doing? If somebody put in 10,000 hours and someone else put in 500, and I ain't talking about skills, because you can have all the skills in the world and still not make it, whether it be in golf, whether it be in music, you know, whether it be in fucking basketball, there's a lot of different aspects of it, right? Are you coachable? 
Are you a team player? Are you this? Are you that? You know, do you have the mental for it? When the lights come on, are you, are you, are you ready to go? That's the type of shit I'm talking about. And I just feel like little stupid little roadblock things. So a um, few months ago, I had a leak in my garage. I thought it was coming from the sprinkler system in the garage. And my center's parked there. So I'm like, well, you know what? The center's, you know, um, clear broad. I don't have to worry about paint situations, whatever, you know. It's, it's like fucking six, $7,000 to fucking clear broad your car if you have an exotic. And especially, you got to go to the right place. And um, if you don't clear bra your exotic car, man, you just are tripping. I know a lot of people do it to cars that they, that they genuinely love. Let's say you have an M3 and that's just, that's everything to you. And you take 40 pictures of it, you know, a month and you post Every few days you post a different angle of it or whatever and you love it. I wish I had that passion, you know. I do, but just not with cars anymore, right? But anyways, there was a leak and I thought it was coming from the sprinkler. Happened to have a handyman over. And um, my father-in-law has been using him for a while. And he's a plumber. And I was like, yo, man, can you check this out? Because you're a plumber, you know, I want to get this leak fixed. So he's like, yo, there's an issue here. There's, there's something here. And you know, I'm not saying that all plumbers and handyman are also kind of scumbags and people have done shit. I've been duped by, by a handyman for stupid, like, bullshit amount of money, whatever. And just, I think about it, I'm like, yo, bro, this ain't even worth it for this type of money. You're, you're a fucking cornball, but, you know, whatever. You never know how people are doing in their lives. But it was a Band-Aid fix. And I admit with my impatience and um, me just wanting to get the job done, I ended up spending 500 bucks to get something that I could have really hired a real air conditioning guy who we have, he's just busy, you know, often. And, and um, crazy part is, you know, there's no reason to have an AC on right now. It's heating, right? But then people need heaters in LA and it hasn't been that cold. I don't know. Um, but instead of hiring the AC guy, I hired this guy and he says he works on air conditioning all the time. And it wasn't really like a real fix. So about three weeks ago, I started getting a leak again and I'm thinking, yo, it's raining really hard. Maybe it's from that couldn't figure it out. There's leaks here and there. And people are having leaks all over the place. But that one area is kind of getting fucked up. So I'm like, you know what, man? Doc, I didn't fix what I could, whatever. Put a bucket underneath the, the thing. Take off to the bay. We come back. And uh, we don't see a leak anymore, right? About a week ago, I look up at the drywall. That's the roof in my garage. That There's like a second roof over my storage area. And there's black mold. Now, I don't remember if I did speak about this, how we thought there was mold in the house. We had to go fucking go through whatever. It was like 17000 fucking dollars to get all the mold removed and all this shit. And um, there wasn't really anything. And my wife was tripping on it and whatever. And just it's just when you get women who are sitting around and something's wrong with them, it could be a small little thing and they will fucking force it. It could be a one in a 1.9 million chance, like I'm the one person, you know, out of that and just end up spending whatever. And, you know, it's, it's a losing argument. And then if they're wrong, never admit it anyways. And me thinking about it right now is making me fucking upset. So this is obvious black mold now. This is bad. This is unhealthy. This is N95 mask. And if it spreads, it could get even fucking 10 times worse. Get into the HVAC system and really fuck things up. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's just fucking call somebody. It is a bad situation. Let's get it fucking fixed. I want to deal with this shit. I got homeowner's insurance. You know, our deductible is nothing crazy. It's like probably like five grand. And um, we hired the dude. Dude comes over. He goes, yo, I can't fuck with this thing. This is, uh, you got to get the AC fixed, but we can remove the mold and dry it out. So they do a whole demolition job, remove the entire fucking roof away, 
from that storage roof. And it looks like a loft in my garage now. Now I got to have the AC guy come today. He should be here any little bit. I swear to God, if he doesn't fucking show up, I'll fucking go crazy. And then they got to bring a mold specialist to make sure that there is no mold left so they can remove it because it's being, dr- you know, it's drying right now. It's machine. But that's just like other little drama here and there. And so on Friday, I went to go pick up London from my in-laws and um, driving on the freeway and I noticed that my TPMS system, right? And I look at that all the time. Anyone who has wheels, anyone who understands tire pressure is really important. Most women would ever check it. A lot of people are going to check their, their tires, don't check the oil, whatever. But I'm always conscious of it, especially because my cars are lowered. So I check my TPMS system. My two front tires at 39. My left rear tire is at 38. And my right tire is at 31. I'm like, wait, 31's kind of low. I ain't going to lie to you. Should be probably sitting at 40, 41 cold. And then when it heats up, should probably get to like 43. And that's fine with me. And so I'm like, all right, no big deal. Let me just get to where I need to get to. So I got London in the car, uh, right in the car. And, and then we drive back to the house. I fill the tires up to um, 42, right? So I go to Weddington. I get some, some range practice in. I hit some balls, go back down, whatever. I don't know, six hours has elapsed. The next day, sorry. I go get in the car and my tire pressure is still right there at like 39 or something, the far right, hasn't dropped much. So I'm looking around my tire. Tires look pretty good. They look at least like they got 10,000 miles left on them. And by the way, I have not, this ain't a flex. This is the truth. I was getting rid of my cars and buy a new car so often that, um, and I had several cars that I haven't had a car with like seven, 8,000 miles in a long time. But I've matured, I've grown up and I don't care anymore, right? And so, we're um, at about those numbers in different cars. So I decided to check the tire on the right side and I see a little piece of glass, but it's like dug in there really good, like real, real good. Now, I'm checking at it. I'm like, look, I see this fucking thing. I don't really hear it doing anything. Let me see what's up. So I let the car sit and my Tesla app hits me a few hours later and says, tire pressure very low, dangerously low, be careful, fill air, right? Didn't say that those exact words, but that, that was what, basically what it was saying to me. So I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So I go in the garage. I have an air compressor in the garage. I put air back in the tire. I got to go meet my boy Popeye. We got a wash Lord invitational meeting. We sit down and meet up. And I'm like, yo, I got to check this tire out, make sure everything's cool. I get in the car and there's 36 on the reading. And I'm like, all right, we're there for like two hours having lunch. And I was like, I I need to call my boy up. So I call my boy up. He owns a tire shop. Didn't want to go to Platinum because I didn't want to go drive through the streets and certain things. I was like, look, my boy owns an actual tire shop. He's one of the biggest tire distributors in the country. And he's not that far away. So I'm like, let me go smash over the dude. So I see this thing drop to 35 now and I'm on the freeway. And you know, when you drive on the freeway, if you have a little bit of a, of a little bubble, you know, it'll be all good. It, it, you know, the, when your tires heat up, if you have a small, slight leak, it should have enough air and then the tires heat up that the PSI won't drop too much. So it got to 35 and I was able to get to the tire shop with it being 35. So I tell him, what's up? Boom. I think I'm going to be there for 45 minutes max. Now, The thing with this is Tesla 
Model S plaids with the 21-inch uh, arachnoid wheels. Those tires are only made for that car. There's two versions of the tire. There's a non-acoustic, which is made for the Alpina B7 BMW, and then there's the Tesla with the acoustic. Acoustic means there's foam around it to take some of the noise away, the sound. Now, both of them perform the same, right? The Tesla does weigh a lot more, but it's, it's not like a big deal. It's my real, real tire. And I was thinking about just getting one. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'll get two. I don't like having the uneven shit, whatever. And um, my tire is so fucking long. I used to have to deal with this bullshit. I just don't like dealing with certain things. I used to get rid of a car. I had to get time to get an oil change or time to get tires and things like that. I was just, I didn't want to deal with it. That's the type of fucking, you know, impatient level shit I'm at. So we're checking everything out. Boom. I'm like, yo, dude, let's just get a new fucking tire just in case. Let's just see what's up. Tires are back ordered for like three, four weeks. I go on the Tesla forums on my phone. I'm looking tire rack. I'm looking at everything. He's checking and he's like, look, we could put the non-acoustics on. Performance-wise, ain't going to be shit. I hit my Tesla specialist at Unplugged and these guys have their offices right at SpaceX and they do everything Tesla. They're like, yeah, man, it's really not a big deal. In fact, tell you the truth, it's supposed to be louder, but it's actually quieter than the fucking, um, than the acoustics. So I was like, I don't give a shit. Let's just get two of these bitches. Let's figure this out. Boom. As I go back outside, the technician is like, yo, come over here. Takes the tire off. And my whole fucking inner tire is completely shredded. Like down to the wires exposed and everything. I couldn't see it from the outside. I should have been able to see it. But it was like in three or four locations. This tire, I could have fucking died. I could have legitimately, like... It could have been popped and I could have been in a really bad situation. It wouldn't have been like a, you know, when you get a flat, I've had flat tires in my Ferrari. I've had flat tires in a lot of cars. When you get a flat tire, you start driving like, oh shit. You know, this is a whole different level of flat. Like this is like, you know, you fuck around and really be hurt the wheel the whole nine. Thank God I caught it. So my car is at the shop until tomorrow, praying to God that there's no issues with anything else. But I got to get an alignment redone. So I had to get a camber fix kit um, to fix the camber because I'm sure it was thrown off. Get all that shit done. And, and my boy at Unplug sent me one uh, to the shop. So hopefully the alignment's getting done right now. Everything's getting cool. And then uh, we put these new tires on tomorrow and I am rolling off to San Diego. But that right there fucked me up. I ain't tripping on the $1,100, $1,200 on the two tires. It just was annoying. I didn't have my car for three days right? It was just a fucking bullshit. And I'm still dealing with this leak. Well, not a leak in the garage, but you know, we don't have the AC on. So AC guy is supposed to come today. So all that shit right there just fucked up my energy. Torn tire, the fucking, the leak and whatever. And just being a home homeowner, you know, it's like, um, it's stressful, right? If you're not a homeowner, you don't understand with like property tax and this and that and everything else, whatever. And you're like, all right, well, great. If you're a renter, you know, and let's say someone's renting my house and there's black mold in there. Do you know what kind of lawsuit I can get? Like, I could just like, just how careful you have to be. And you shouldn't try to score anybody out. And me watching that suit show, it just shows so much deeper and how much fucked up shit can go on. And when you're an owner and you're trying to get out of a lawsuit or when you're a fucking renter and you don't have, you don't think you have any rights because you don't have the money to obviously hire an attorney and just all kinds of shit. So it's been driving me fucking nuts all weekend. And to make matters worse. I decided to have a struggle meal on Saturday night because I was in a bad mood, right? My wife went out to dinner with her friends. 
she wanted to go have her good time. I ain't tripping. Like, yo, go do your thing, whatever. And she has to have her time out. And I think she's like gravitating towards that. And that's fine. I don't really care. I decided I didn't really want to make anything. Didn't want to order anything. I had a very short window left to my um my intermittent fasting, which is, by the way, I've been doing this for like nine, 10 months now. I'm not going to stop like, you know, and have a day off and like that. I haven't, haven't had that yet. You know, if I fuck up and eat at 10 p.m., then guess what? My next meal isn't going to be until fucking 2 p.m. the next day. You know what I mean? At the very least noon. Like I, I will literally, if I fuck up and drink alcohol till two in the morning, yep, I'm not going to fucking eat till four o'clock in the afternoon the next day. I have to figure that. I just, that's how I am. And I know it's, it's helped me out. But I had this fucking struggle meal at 8 p.m. And I had Spram and rice, no eggs, no fuck. Well, I had sriracha. And then I made a couple noodles and these couple noodles taste like fucking shit. It was, had some just shit that was almost expired that we had from the COVID fucking lockdown. I don't know how the fuck. I, that was I used to eat when I was in college. Spam and rice wasn't so bad. The couple noodles was terrible. I even like, you know, used extra hot water and the, the noodles were still kind of like not even al dente. They just taste bad. My stomach hurt like motherfucker. Like I was on some real struggle meal college and Cal was good because Clark Kerr had an amazing fucking um, cafeteria. SF State has some just, man. I mean, I imagine Applebee's would be 10 times better, but it was just, it was just fucking weird. I don't know, man. It just, that shit just had me fucked up and just fucked my stomach up. It just had my weekend all weird and everything. But, you know, I was talking about something a second ago and I was talking about the mindset, right? You just being upset. And I really wonder what you guys think, like, what to you is worse? Everyone listening to this show, right? And I know how many people are listening, right? There's a lot of people listening. What's worse to you? Getting something that you worked really hard for because you earned it, right? And then having it taken away by someone who didn't earn it, whether it was nepotism or, you know, someone skipping a line, someone cheating, right? Does that hurt worse, right? On some, some like, just someone slid by you, okay? Or you not working so hard and you getting a, a reward that's where you know somebody else put in those hours. I'm just curious, what would you feel worse about, right? Or what would you feel better about, sorry? I know people are like, fuck that shit. I dealt with this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Like I put in all the work. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about you. This is something where you have to put in the hours, right? I ain't talking about like, you know, it's like golf in a way. I'm not, I always bring back to golf. But I mean, you have to put in the work. You just, you could be a great professional athlete. You could be Tiger Woods. If you take time off, man, it takes a toll on you. Your momentum doesn't run the same. This could be with a job. It could be in a corporation. You could be in a company. You could be starting from the mailroom. Okay, get all the way up. You went through every protocol. You you know you listen. Do you followed everything? Went up the ladder just to have somebody who fucking you know was related to the president and get in and that motherfucker know shit and asking you for help. What will make you feel better? Getting there because you earned it, or getting there because you had a plug? Because that's really some new school shit. The ones who are like, nah, fuck that. I'd rather just cheat and get there. I used to have that mentality when I was younger. Nah, man, you want to get it done, get it done right. That's it. Just wanted to think about that. Just put that in your brain for a little bit, you know? 
Because I just truly think when you work hard for it and someone else puts in a quarter of the work, and I'm talking about skill, I'm talking about smart overall work. People say, oh, work smart, don't work dumber. I remember Dan Bilzerian said this shit one day, man, to me. He, I was like, yo, man, I can't believe fucking these fucking uh, floor seats for Kobe's last game going off $103,000 each seat. He's like, bro, go buy a 90-inch television and have a girl suck your dick in front of the television. Work smarter, not harder. Dan, you don't understand basketball, you dumb motherfucker. That's my boy, by the way. I get it, you're dope, you love bitches and everything. Cool, look, homie. Watch it on TV, there's definitely some shit about it. I, I, sometimes when I watch games on TV, it's like I, I get a certain... But being at a game is also a whole different vibe. Being in the energy in the place, motherfuckers is watching you, you can't put the price on that. The hundred bands to that person ain't shit to them. Especially the people who are buying it, right? It's like Elon Musk tripping on, you know, a couple mil. He ain't, he's, he's, man, that ain't, he ain't gonna wet that. That's like a dude who got a couple million dollars you know what I'm saying? Buying a $2,000 dinner. That's nothing. So I trip when people say, it hey, will work smarter, work harder. There's times we got to do both. It's far more frustrating when you work for it and someone else didn't put in the hours. Not because they were cooler, smarter, had the plug. But I'll tell you this. A lot of those people, that luck runs out. That plug runs out. Always looking for somebody else. The only time it doesn't run out is when they figure out how to fend for themselves. And that's it. It was just something I was thinking about, man, because I get upset when little shit beyond my control, and I just got to just take a time out. That's it. I think it's Monday now. I think I was looking, not looking forward to the Monday. I got a lot of shit going on this week. I'm excited about going to San Diego. And, man, just a whole bunch of other shit. Look, we're going to take a little quick break, pay some bills, and we got to get into this fucking sports weekend because this shit was motherfucking crazy. Like crazy. All right. You hear my man Lakey inspired in the background. Let's uh, take a time out. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I am my best self when I am active, and that includes playing golf. What types of things help you get there? When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with therapists can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. It's important to be able to get out of your own head and talk to someone when you need it the most. Whether or not you've been in therapy personally, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com baller today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash baller man sports is fucking crazy this weekend man just fucking crazy we are now officially going into the playoffs congratulations to the seattle seahawks we are going to the wild card playoff our, our game is this saturday 1 30 p.m i believe right what is what time is it 12 30 1 30 
Some shit like that. I forgot, man. I got to check it out. You, know, you guys can fucking check your local stations. We're heading up to Santa Clara, play against the 49ers. They have owned us this year. I have a lot of faith in the second half of football that we played against them. I think we can uh, really figure out some of the mistakes that we made. I was doubtful about the game in Seattle. I was hopeful for the game, the first game that we played against them. This game right now, them fired up. As good as they're playing and as fucking good as they are, any given Saturday, any given Sunday is the playoffs. Fuck that. We got to step it up. Gino needs to fuck get his head out of his ass. And, you know, our defense is kind of doing their thing. I think we need to go out there and just fucking make this shit happen. I don't want to hear shit. I mean, that game was absolutely atrocious. The fucking Rams are god-awful. We played with them too fucking long. We were obviously the better team. Got the W. It was fucking nerve-wracking to have to wait. Tell You know, the Lions find out that they're out of the playoffs. So I feel like they didn't have any motivation, but then like, not fuck that. Let's get a winning record. You know, let's finish it off and let's take fucking the Packers out of the playoffs. And I thought that was dope. Another dope thing, Dallas Cowboys. They got their asses whooped, right? Niners ain't slowing down. They really are figuring it out in the second half. And then with us, they didn't figure out so much. We kind of shut them out. So we just got to really get our shit together. They have a stronger team for sure. But again, any given fucking Sunday, which in this case will be a Saturday. Weird calls, fucking frustrating, anxiety, really bad fucking offensive play calls. Gino, I don't know, man. It's just weird, man. I, I think at the same time, Gino never thought that he was going to get the shot. When the trade happened, he was prepping, he was getting ready, he was dreaming about it, he knew the offense, he, was, he barely made an edge over Drew Locke. Came in, did his thing. Uh, you know, I don't think he understood what it took to have play an entire season. And he's tired. He's a little older. I think on this offseason, he's going to go three times as hard to figure it out. Are we going to pick him up? I mean, we should. I don't want to pick him up more than two years, three years max. But he's going to get paid a shit ton of money. We have the fifth overall pick. We have a chance to build this fucking O-line. We got a chance to pick up another linebacker, strengthen up the weak areas. We got Jamal Adams coming back. We have, you know, the healthy offense and, and um, Kenneth Walker's doing his fucking thing. I think we have a promising future, but we got to finish off and really go out with the bang. And that shit starts this Saturday, you know? And there's nothing more in the entire fucking world that I would love to do than fucking spoil and upset the motherfucking Niners in Santa Clara. Is this their year? Absolutely not. Now, Miles may think it is. I just don't think that Brock is, um, he, he ain't got it to get there. He ain't got it to beat Jalen fucking, whether it be Josh Allen, whether it be fucking Mahomes and all them. I, he ain't got it. He don't. He got a great supporting cast and everything else, but that QB, it's important. You know, defense is good and everything. Everyone's banged up right now though. But you know what, man? Good for Miles. Right now, he should be standing high. You know, I think Miles is pretty smart. I'm talking about Miles Davis, our producer. He's a diehard Niners fan. And, um, you know, he's skeptical too. He knows where the weaknesses are. He's, you know, these guys that, look, we're the captain's fucking picks. We know what the fuck is good. You know what I mean? But just that Seahawks game was just fucking weird. It was, uh, we need to get more fucking, you know, DK needs more touches. 
Tyler did his thing, thank God, you know, and I just think that, look, you never fucking know. We're like 21 and seven against the fucking Niners in the last like 11 seasons, right? We got a ring in the last fucking decade. We have a ring yet nine years ago, okay? Motherfucking, the Niners, they had a ring in 28 years, the fucking rings, did, you know, basically get deleted after 10. After 20? Come on, man. Oh, I got five, six rings. Motherfucker, that was 30 years ago. Fuck you mean. Anyways, we gonna see. People are asking me, why you get banned? Blah, blah, whatever. Listen to the podcast then, dumb fuck. 338 episodes. Listen to all of them. Shouldn't be that hard to figure it out. It happened right in the beginning of this podcast. My situation. Anyways. Lakers are doing it. What do you got? Five in a row? LeBron, man, he's... Shit, I don't know, man. Every time I think he's like, you know, not going to do his thing, he's doing his fucking thing. So it's it's, it's real fucking hard to say. I, I just really can't... I can't call it, man. You know, like it's... Shit. <laughs> Again, I really can't call it, man. We got five wins right now. And, and um, you know, we got to get our shit together. I think we got to trade for AD and figure something out. Man, he's great, but fuck, man. That motherfucker is an iPhone without the case. You just drop that motherfucker and it's a wrap. But, you know, I want to talk about something right now, man. There's been a weird-ass fights going on when uh, I forgot who it was that, that hit. Uh, was it Jalen that hit that hit uh, Gino running out of bounds? And then DK pushed him. And, you know, people get emotional and everything else, whatever. And then I've seen a couple other fights. There's a couple other fights today. And there's been like, I mean, yesterday, and there's like, People start punching people in the helmet. Like, what the fuck are you talking? What, what are you doing? I never understood that shit. Even when I was in college, like, why would you fight with the football helmet on? No matter how strong you are, you ain't gonna do shit. Now I understand Mike Tyson certain things. Those guys are strong. I'm just saying they're also strong. The guys getting hit are strong. Like hitting another dude just doesn't make sense to me. Like helmets are off. Okay, now you swinging helmets or something to it to bare heads. Okay, could be something. What Quay Walker did to that sports trainer, like, I'm just curious, like, how fucking stupid are you, right? And obviously, he got emotional when he got ejected. He got kicked out. He starts crying in the hallway. Second time this year, bro. You're a rookie. I get it. But he pushes a trainer, and the trainer's like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? I'm trying to help an injured player. Are you fucking stupid? Like, is that some new generation type shit? And then Devontae Wyatt, right? Is that his name? The fucking, the lineman. He had his back, and then shoulder checked the trainer that motherfucker needs to get ejected or he needs to get suspended and fucking fined too i'm just like how you push a medical staff trainer like that's trying to help somebody else out? i'm just that doesn't make any sense man it's just motherfuckers are just dumb as shit jesus christ i don't know if you guys watched the first pga tournament this weekend it's the century tour event in hawaii and uh my friend, Colin Morikawa, who I was calling Colin Low Rikawa. Go low was a term in golf to like, you know, go low on your score, right? And this is a sensitive subject, right? You know, he, he was minus 27 or minus fucking minus 25 or minus 23, somewhere. He was killing it. Three rounds, no bogeys, crushing it fucking like minus seven per day birdies out of control 
Moving day was good. And on the final day, all he had to do was just not have three bogeys. And he'd have been fucking taking home a trophy. And uh, for those of you who don't play or don't watch, you'll never understand the difficult, like what the situation is like. It's like every game, every tour event is equivalent to a playoff game in NBA. Yes, dude, that's an accurate description. These tour events aren't like regular games. The Masters are obviously the, the championships, you know what I'm saying? But like, they have like four championships a year. But it's a different level of play. So imagine you're up in the playoffs and let's say there's a, you know, there's best out of five. And let's say you're up three rounds to one. You're in the fourth quarter. I'm using a basketball analogy. And you're up by 20 points. And you lose the game and you lose the series. That's how bad of a meltdown that was. And I'm not going to go hard on my boy. That's my friend. You know, it's, it sucks. His agent is my agent. It's just, it's a fucked up situation. And I feel bad for him. Like I wouldn't even hit him. Talk to him Saturday night. Was like, okay, bro, I see you, dog. And usually you're not trying to bother these guys. You know, golf is all mental. Every single one of these pros has a mental coach. He messaged me back. He's like, yo, bro, I'm putting like you, dog. Watch out. I got the motherfucking screenshot if you want to see it. You know what I mean? It's just fucking crazy. And then he had two bogeys and had a third. And just like, wow, man, took him completely out of contention. It was crazy. John Rahm also shot 10 under. He's playing out of his mind. And that's what that's the game of golf. Fucking sucks, man. And um, it hurt. That's the one, that, these are the ones that, that people remember, you know, because he's such a, you know, he's top 10 world golfer. And uh, I hate to see it happen to Colin, you know, because he's such a nice guy. And it's just fucking tough, man. That shit is really fucking hard to watch happen. I'm excited to go to San Diego this week and be at the kingdom, be at the training facility. Going to get some rounds in, practice up for this farmer's insurance pro-am. Um, I'm getting fitted for the brand new Stealth 2, the new tailor-made driver, getting fitted for all the woods. I'll have them before anybody else or the public. Sorry, I should say that. Team tailor-made, the only people who have them. Um, it's funny, man. The dudes at tailor-made are like, just so you know, you're the only person. Nobody has been in the kingdom more than you that isn't an athlete. And I'm like, damn. I don't know what to say. But I'm fucking excited. I'm nervous. I got a lot of shit going on. I got my fucking birthday coming up. We are just over two and a half weeks away from my birthday. That maybe that's stressing me out. I don't know. That's what giving me anxiety. But yeah, I'm excited to golf. I'm excited to be in San Diego. We got a meetup out there for the subscribers. That filled up. That's a done deal. What else golf related? Yeah, San Diego meetup. Uh, you had to RSVP at the email and uh, that's done. Excited to meet up with you guys. Um, speaking of golf, this is the last topic of golf before we, we, we end the show. The Washlord Invitational is literally three months away. Three months and some weeks. And it's getting serious, right? I had to cancel some sponsors for personal reasons, business reasons. Our list is still full. But as we get down to the wire, I have some open spots. Don't know if I'm going to do a play-in tourney. But we are going to do another tournament that's going to be less sponsor heavy. There'll be sponsors, you know what I'm saying? Just be a couple sponsors. And it'll be more fun for everyone else. We could all just play and have a good time. 
that'll be in San Diego. I'm thinking about doing it at Monarch Beach Club, Beach Links in um in Dana Point. And uh, that's going to be either late September or early October. I'm excited about that. That's not going to be the Wash Lord Invitational. It'll be a Wash Lord tournament. It'll be two different things. The Wash Lord Invitational will be every year in April. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm fucking excited. All right, so we can talk about the last thing that I want to talk about. Actually, no, I got a few things to talk about. Shit. That Javanta Davis... Tank Davis Garcia fight and not Ryan Garcia, that fucking, I forgot what dude's first name was. That fight was top three trash. That was horrible. I've seen Tank fight a few times. I know 50 was pushing him. I've seen him, you know, a couple things. I never really pay attention to an entire round of Tank. I've watched some things here and there. But as all this controversy has been hitting it and he's been talking and that's how boxes are. I get it and how they are. Look, that shit was horrible. That fight was terrible. I don't know what the motherfucker. Shoot, shut the fuck up, bitch. I've watched 500 boxing matches legit. And I'm talking about, I ain't talking about some motherfuckers who watch 500 in two years. I'm talking about 500 over 40 years. Real boxing matches. That was it. That didn't show me nothing. And again, you know, mentally, I don't know, but he was saying, people were saying this was a tune up. Garcia was winning the fucking fight. That motherfucker, the scorecard was even in the eighth round. That's what they had the scorecard out when the, when the dude brought the scorecard out. They started mixing up getting stronger. Yes, Tank did land some stronger shots towards the end. And he hit dude talking about, I can't see. Now again, you know, you hit anybody hard enough. Okay, cool. I, I just don't believe it because it, it, I've seen there was fights before that, the undercards. Motherfuckers got hit way harder. 200,000% harder. Jake Paul's hit against fucking, uh, whatever the fuck that MMA guy's name was. 500 times harder. Now, again, good boxers are hard to land punches on. I've seen better punches be land, you know, get caught, whatever. It just, I, I can't, th this dog. I'm not saying Tank isn't a harder hitter than that Garcia dude and that he didn't land stronger shots, but the scorecard was dead even. Look, Garcia had momentum and was getting in his ass. And then a fucking fight broke out in the audience with Meek Mill and some dude and I've never in 500 fights ever seen a, a fight stop because there was a fight in the crowd. That's real ghetto ass shit. If I was the ref, I'd have been like, fuck that shit, you going. So motherfuckers don't give a fuck about what's going on in the crowd. Now fuck that, I paid too much money for these tickets. We gonna watch a real fight. But that just shows you how boring the fight was. Because the fight was fucking good, motherfuckers wouldn't be tripping on that shit. And um, again, Garcia had momentum. He got a fucking break there. Tank got to have like a good fucking 45 second to a minute, maybe longer breather. Got to catch his wind. It was just fucked up. It was stupid. That shit was terrible. Shit was horrible. If Tank fights Devin Haney, Devin Haney's gonna whoop his ass. This Ryan Garcia shit, look, people saying, oh, if he hits Ryan like that, hits Ryan like that. Look, look I'll be honest with you, I think Ryan's tougher than Garcia. I mean, I know he is. He'll take it and come back up. Because Ryan is a way better motherfucking boxer than this dude is. And Ryan hits way harder than this dude does. And Ryan is 10 times faster than this guy was. I don't know where the fuck these CompuBox stats came from. I rewatched the fight just to count the numbers. Either the fix is in or something is wrong with motherfuckers' eyes. Because I rewatched it. Ain't no motherfucking goddamn way Javonta last double landed double 
the shots this dude did. This motherfucker was 10 times more active. And I know you could throw a bunch of shots and not make them, but he definitely landed more shots on Tank. Just didn't look, man, bro. That shit was trash. I actually can't wait for this motherfucking fight. I pray to God that April 15th really does happen with uh, Ryan Garcia and fucking Tank. Man, I cannot wait. Megan is out now and I didn't get to watch it because that fucked up weekend. I don't think that would have made it any better. M3GAN, Megan, I cannot wait to watch it. I'm going to watch it in San Diego. I'll go watch it by my motherfucking self. I don't give a fuck. I'll watch it this week. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to give you guys a review. And um, I, I don't know, man. I, I got to see that shit. I just got to. I just need to. Uh, BMF is back. Yep. Black Mafia family is back. I think I've talked about this before. Obviously, I made jewelry for the OG BMF members. And um, the first season was okay. There was parts of it that could have been really, really good. I just think the weakest person in the show is Meech, the, his son, the guy who's playing Meech. I think that when 50 did this show and decided to do the series, Meech was like, yo, you got to give my son the starting part. Otherwise, we ain't doing it. And I just think that's what happened. And 50's like, fuck it, let's see if you can do it. And it was good enough, cool. I think a lot of the actors in the, the show are just, they're all right. I think out of all his power series, you know, um, Ghost and Kanan and everything, this is definitely the, the weakest one out of all of them. I think the dad, Meech's dad is probably the best character on there, acting-wise and everything. He's funny as shit. But I'm looking forward to it. Let's see, hopefully it gets good. Hopefully it gets packed to the parts in L.A., where they had the fucking little shut up shop in Studio City and um, gets to Atlanta and all that stuff when they was beefing with Diddy. I hope it gets to all that shit. And I think that because 50's so petty and he hates Diddy, I think it's going to get there. And that'd be fucking dope. And that's when it's really going to start getting good. But eh, the first episode was all right. It was, it was cool. You know, I'm definitely looking forward to Ghost and, and Raising Kane and anything else. That was just all right. And also, um, what the fuck was it? Not Power. What the fuck was it? Force. I can't wait for that shit to come out. Actually, I can't wait for C Eminem in BMF because he plays White Boy Rick. That's going to be dope. Now, obviously, I'm going to talk about the show that I've been watching for the last week and a half or in the last week or so, and that's Suits. I am now in the motherfucking fourth season. I'm on like the first or second episode. And goddamn, Suits is really fucking good. I cannot stress this enough. I'm trying to get it so I can just watch the whole fucking nine, ten seasons. But I will say that it slowed down a little bit, just a tiny little bit. I feel like this fourth season is kind of getting, the, the end of the third season is like, uh, and it's like crazy. They put all these impossible tasks on top of more impossible tasks. Like it's not bad enough that one bad thing's going on, but there's like five fires going on and somehow they just put all five out. It's a crazy fucking show. And if you know about law or if you're interested in law, this is really a good insight on certain things and shit. Of course, it's just a TV show, but I'm sure that, you know, there's things you could see and lawyers will probably tell you it's full of shit, whatever, but I don't know. I've been unfortunately around fucking lawsuits enough. So I don't know, man. It's fucking good. Uh, there is a new couple new shows that I want to watch. Um, I still didn't get to watch uh, Raid 2. I haven't got to watch this Bernie Madoff thing. And there's a couple other things I'm going to check out, man. So I'm excited about that. If you got some suggestions, let me know. I do got to get LA in a minute on here. He's been fucking asking me. I got to get my girl Amelia Hartford on here. Got some other people I need to jump on here. I actually might record somebody 
in San Diego. I haven't figured it out yet. But guys, man, look, have a great week. Um, we'll be going live from San Diego on Thursday. And uh, man, make it a great day. Make it a great week. I still have these jitters. I don't know what the fuck is going on. If it's a new year, I feel like I'm. it's like the first day of high school still. Like that weird energy that I had when I'll come back from school and seeing your friends. And, you know, I don't know. I feel weird. But yo, real shit. <laughs> Guys, have a great week. The whole nine. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. All that good stuff. I will see you back on Thursday. All right. Peace. Peace.